Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. I was expecting someone else. I'm Vincent Price, or I'm the employee at Tragic the Gathering who has the best Vincent Price impression. It's Halloween here in Lake Town City, when all the monsters come out for one last hurrah before they pull on their winter coats for the next six months. The Great Mask of the Red Death Party is happening in the back room of Tragic, but you know, red isn't the color, it's the past tense of red. And the proprietors have a special edition book for everyone's gift bag at the party. A partially canonical edition of Slam, the adventures of Moxie, Agent Smith, and Future Proof. They've been tracking the robot devil all over the city, thwarting the plan of the mechanical menace at every turn. If only Moxie's personal assistant would stop getting captured. As they try to detangle the robot devil's latest plan, forcing all churches in the city to use Latin again, but it's not Latin. It's an ancient evil text that mind controls people. The writers aren't Christians, so they don't know if this thing makes sense, but neither does Future Proof, so it's fine. Each of our heroes gets an invitation to a mansion in the mail, and a secret that they don't want out. It's slam issue number 11.5. When the devil knocks on the door, let the heroes answer it. That's all, boys and ghouls. Don't stay up too late. And remember, if the robot devil wants to come in, tell him to piss off and get a better costume. <laughs> It is our Halloween special Ooh. for Slam Episode 2. Spooky. It's so spooky. Hello. We're back. Hello. We're back in LBB. What was it again? Lagoon Burrowberg? Lagoon Burrowberg. Yes, Great. exactly. Yeah, man. Hollow- it's Halloween. And it's hot now when we're recording it, but I can feel the ghosts chilling me so that I can wear a sweater. And it's much better, honestly. Being possessed sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween is the best time of the year. We all know this. It's true. It's a fact. Canonically, fall is the best season. You're all just going to have to deal with it. You've all been brainwashed by big school to <laughs> saying that, that summer is the best. And if you don't have a costume prepared, remember that you can just go as a D&D player because D&D players look like everybody. Let's do a Halloween one shot. How about that? I'm down. That sounds great, sounds Eric. good. Let's have everyone introduce themselves. And as you're getting ready for Halloween, I want you to tell me what costume your character is wearing. I'm playing Olivia Oxford, a.k.a. Moxie, and Moxie has gone for a real classic costume this year. Miranda Priestley from The Devil Wears Prada. Is it a dated reference? Yes. Does she care? No, not at all. It speaks to her. Is Moxie a dated reference? Tune in to find out. Who's to say? (laughs) I am Agent Agent Smith, who has gone, yes, as Agent Smith from The Matrix in the past, but this year is going as Neo. A bold choice. (laughs) Oh, yes. It's very good. I am Arnold Palmer, aka Future Proof. And uh, this year, as every year, he's going as a block of tofu because in the future, all we can eat is soy. And every Halloween, we pay respect to our farmers by going as blocks of soy. Every 
time you talk about the future, I get sad. <laughs> is that a choice? What I love about Brandon's chaos is that ultimately it usually comes out as a very deep reference to something he wasn't touching on. Because in Resident Evil 2, the video game, you can play as a block of tofu. <laughs> Yeah, so like there are some big nerds that go up to Future Proof and be like, oh man, what a deep Resident Evil cut because it's just like a block of tofu holding a gun. And Arnold's <laughs> just like, what? You, you're also from 2032? <laughs> I love it. Amazing. All right, so I think that we're all having a Halloween party on top of the sushi place in the office. I'm glad you recall my greatest conjuration. I remember. Because of Brandon's portent role, the sushi place is like open 24-7 now. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. I feel like that's the effect. It's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't close. People always want sushi, and now they're just always open. <laughs> they understand. Got that night shift sushi, that 8 a.m. end of the night shift sushi. That's mm. exactly that's how they do it in LBB. I think you're having just like an office Halloween party. And it's just the three of you and uh, Charles slash Charlie, who's dressed up as the Scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz. He's said, if only I have had a brain many times in which you think that, I, is he okay? Is he trying to allude to something? <laughs> it's not great for your employee to say that that many times. <laughs> you really shouldn't be saying It's not really a joke if you just keep saying it over and over and over again. I pay for his health care. It's very concerning. <laughs> um, I think that uh, you get a ding dong at the front door and uh, Charlie opens the door and there's no one there. It's a ghost. <gasps> Too spooky, Eric. No, I'm Too just spooky. kidding. There's nobody there, but there are three letters that are sealed with red, a red wax seal with the robot devil's face on it. And they're all addressed to all three of you. This guy again? I thought we got rid of this guy. Is he he's still around? Yes. Yeah, you, you never really wrapped up that whole church thing. I thought we were taking a break because of Halloween. That is fair, yes. I. You know it's odd? These letters remind me of the time I was invited to a masquerade ball at Quentin Tarantino's house. But that's besides <laughs> the point. It was weird how he underlined no shoes so many times on the invitation. It was very odd. I had to wear very high boots and it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> he almost didn't watch you in. He That was the whole problem. Mm. Uh, yeah, and each one, you have a letter addressed to each one of you. Uh, we pick it up and read them. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, do you read them in front of each other? Like <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's mail. You gotta uh, read it right away or it doesn't count. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> As a devotee of classic murder mysteries it is incumbent that we share information with each other secrets from one another enable whatever is happening to happen more wonderful uh yeah i think you all read it you all read it together uh, all of them start the same way <laughs> how is that spelled oh uh, lots of h's lots of a's gotcha <laughs> it's i the robot devil in here to invite you to a fun party i'm throwing of course, you could always choose not to attend, but then I could tell everyone your deepest secret. And then below, each of you has written out in a, concisely your deepest and darkest secret. And I would love it if we went around and said, what is your deepest and darkest secret uh, for each of your characters? I genuinely think that Agent Agent Smith's terrible secret would be that she got a B in calculus in college. 
<laughs> but if that's not in the spirit of the game, Eric, you can tell me otherwise. No, that's perfect. No, okay. I love that. I can only imagine that the robot devil is like trying to just summarize it and get like stuff all of the terribleness in like one sentence. It's like, you gotta be in calculus and it's your worst shame. Moxie stole the idea for the Pikachu Thanksgiving Day balloon and never credited the person that she stole it from. <laughs> Who did you steal it from? It was like a child was just like saying it and you were like, ah, I'm going to do this. No, I feel like it was like a, a corporate espionage kind of thing. <laughs> Moxie wasn't a good person necessarily. No, I think that's very funny. Also, there's a Macy's Thanksgiving Day wiki, just so you guys know. <laughs> Thank really? God. That's cool. Yeah. It's like, I know what you did 20 years ago in the boardroom. Pikachu, Thanksgiving, sound familiar to you? Ah. <laughs> Marcy is silent. <laughs> I think Arnold's biggest secret, his secret shame, is that his favorite decade is the 1980s. <gasps> Wonderful. Gasp. Gasp. I know you've went back in time and seen Duran Duran in concert 50 times. <gasps> what? No, that, what? No. <laughs> How would you know that? Uh, yeah, so do you say this part out loud or do you just... Uh... Moxie just folds up the letter and puts it in between her boobs and she's like, <laughs> no, we're not going to discuss that at all. <laughs> yeah, Arnold eats it. A bold choice. Agent Smith pulls a lighter um, out of the uh, the kitchenette drawer and sets hers on fire. And then is like, well, wait, some people should save theirs. That was rash of me because we need some clues as to where it came from, forensics, etc. Um, let's never speak of these secrets again because transparency has its limits. <laughs> Charlie notices that there's one more in front of the door and he picks it up and he opens it. And he's like, this is a party invitation to an address Outside of town? I guess if you really want to burn yours, you can <laughs> keep this one. Thank you. Yes, Charles, I will. Okay, so uh, are we going to go? I can't make decisions if I only had a brain. Oh, Charles, I'm so sorry. Do we need to get you help? <laughs> no, just a raise, probably. <laughs> I pay for your health care. That's the, the minimum that you should be doing. I subsidize your acupuncture. <laughs> <laughs> so you have this invitation to uh, an address that's like on the outskirts of town. Can we look up who this address belongs to? Uh, yeah, sure, if you want to. Yeah, I'll pull out my um, Slam computer and log in with the uh, the Bio VPN. And <laughs> sure. uh, would you like for me to roll, Eric? Uh, yeah, why don't you make an investigation check? Um, a nineteen. Uh, 19. Yeah, I think you look into it and you have, like, super Google Maps, which you can <laughs> yeah. you can st steer your way all the way out there. And it's all the way outside of Lagoon Burrowburg. Like, you got to take windy roads and you're it's, like, all foggy and stuff. And you're not getting a lot of data. But when you go out there, it's just like a plot of grass. There's no structure on this land. Is it, is it like an outdoor party? And are there any building permits that I can find? I love an outdoor party. Everything is better in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I think this rankles you specifically because it looks like someone scanned this permit and it's like someone drew on it with Sharpie over all of the requisite form areas. And it's like, big house, robot devil. <laughs> Okay, there is nothing further of value to be found. Clearly, something is up, but 
I think it's worth investigating. This is definitely a trap. Let's go. I love a party that's also a trap. If the Riddler were real, I would go to every single event he crashed. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I think you guys all get in Moxie's a really nice car uh, with Charles. And Charles wants to come because he never gets invited to parties. So he just really wants to be involved. And you drive as you drive out of town. Uh, Brandon, let's do your uh, your prediction. Okay. Once per game session, I get to declare a specific action that I believe is going to happen. And if that does happen, I get some bonus to it. So Wow. That's a, whatever you're pulling from. That subclass sounds really great. I know it does. It sounds really cool and good and very fun and good. Yeah. You should definitely go buy it. It's No Capes, which you can, which is written by me. And you can buy it in the Join the Party online store. I think a very specific action that I think is definitely going to happen, because there's no way it's not, <laughs> is that I think Charles is going to fall through a trapdoor in the floor. Okay. Excellent. And if he does, I get a bonus to save him from doing that. Wonderful. Okay. I will be honest with you. And if I had written that down in my notes, I will give you that bonus. I promise. DM swear. Cool. Um, and then I'm also going to roll my two portent dice. And I will not yeah. tell you what they are. Good. Cool. No reaction from Brandon. We don't know if it's good or bad. Hmm. Who, who can say? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Who can say? So, yeah, you drive up to the address, which is 1000 Dracula's with an S drive. There's uh, more than one streets? of those guys. <laughs> if this is an illegal street sign, we definitely have cause to search the property. I don't know if that's how law works, but I appreciate the hustle. I don't think we've got any warrants before. I look at Moxie over my Keanu Reeves sunglasses and say, I am the law. (laughs) Damn. Uh, Yeah, as you drive up there, you all looked at the image. It was just like a plot of grass before. And now there is a massive three-story mansion. Just there, as gothic as all hell. There's, like, gargoyles in places there shouldn't be gargoyles. Like, there are gargoyles, like, on the edges, but there's also a gargoyle, like, in the front yard and one in front of a window. (laughs) There's just too many gargoyles. There's flying buttresses everywhere. It's real, real scary and spooky. Someone also, like, intentionally ruined the walk up. So it's like you're stepping on terrible stone. Like, they made it really nice, and then they destroyed it and made it all dangerous. And in front of you, you see that there are two massive double doors with doorknobs that have the robot devil's face. And one of them has a key that's, like, in his mouth. Gross. I'm going to go turn that key. Wonderful. Uh, Moxie, as you walk up to the front door, the door just kind of creaks open. I'm going to take that key with me because I've seen horror movies before. (laughs) Don't split up and look for clues. I won't. Uh, Do we all need to reveal our sexual experience? Because I know that the virgin always dies. No. I'll go first. Four. Okay, Uh... Charles. That's too much for me to know as your employer. I I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. I laughed at my own joke. Brandon, <laughs> edit it out. No, it was a really good joke. <laughs> <laughs> all right. As you walk inside, all of the lights spring on, but there are lights from like totally different eras. Like you see, there's a there's like a turn of the century gaudy chandelier that comes on. There's like Edison bulbs all over this massive foyer, and then there's also like torches that all of a sudden spring to life. And he goes ah. You're never going to find me. I'm in a place you wouldn't look. 
But of course, maybe your secrets are keeping you from, I don't know, doing your best work or something. Signed, the robot devil, me! Happy Halloween! You're si- he's, he's signing the audio that played over the, the microphones? An interesting choice. Apparently. Is he under the mat? Is he under the welcome mat? That's where I put things. Why don't you go check, Future Proof? <laughs> Would you like to check under the mat? Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, roll an investigation check. Bye, guys. Well, Eric, that's a 24. Shit. Oh, wonderful. Uh, under the mat, there's a piece of paper and written on it in Sharpie says, watch out for the skeleton room. Uh, Maybe I'd... he's in the skeleton room. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't find the devil, but I did find this piece of paper. Is this... Watch out for the skeleton room, so maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe he's in the skeleton room. Maybe he's saying that because he said we he wouldn't be in the place we'd look. Or what? I don't remember. The skeleton room. <laughs> Moxie, are you are you drunk? Only a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a very like Luigi's mansion sort of mansion. It's just like spooky and scary. Uh, and there are six doors that you can look at. Um, there are four doors on the lower level and two doors up on the on a higher level that you would walk up a grand staircase leading to the second floor there. Um, we can just number them for you. So starting on the bottom left, it is one and then two on the left side of the grand staircase. There is three and four on the bottom on the right side of the grand staircase. Top left is five and top right is six. Eric, may I make like a perception check to listen and hear if I hear like bones clicking and clacking together? Absolutely. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I would also like to look at the sort of filigree and carving and decoration and see if any of them involve calculus. <laughs> okay, Amanda, make it Arcana check. I rolled an 18 on my perception check. Wonderful. I only have an eight. Uh, with an eight, unfortunately, Agent Smith, you got a B in calculus, so you lost the majority of that from college. Wow. Damn. Wow. Uh, with an 18, Moxie, you do hear the clicking of clacking of skeletons, uh, which is in room number five, the top left room. I would love to go there. You also hear there's like beeping that is happening. Like it, it seems rhythmic, but it's like very faint. I can't tell where it's coming from. No, you just know that you 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 hear it. Well, I'm going to go with my first instinct because it's always correct. And I'm going to go investigate the skeletons. Wait, but I have this paper that says don't do that. I want to do it, though. I'm sure that's where he is. I, ignoring my advice to not split up and look for clues, I charge up the stairs and go to find the skeleton room. Uh, okay, I, I guess. Okay. And Arnold follows along. Very well. All right, so you go to the top left room, and you open it, and no one has oiled any of these doors before, so they go, (laughs) How many cobwebs are in this house, Eric? Oh, my God. Let me roll for that. It's weird that there's a lot of cobwebs because, you know, this was a brand new construction. Oh, yeah. There are 11 cobwebs, Brandon, just in this one room. Yeah. You open the door, and then all of a sudden you hear two claps of two bony hands together that goes and the lights spring on and there's just like 30 skeletons just hanging out in this room oh my if we don't move they might not hear us all of the skeletons they're all like they were taken from a high school bio lab they're all like Wonderful. on the hanging thing and they're all just pointed in different directions so they're all just it's kind of like they were just scattered in this room 
Huh. All right. I'm going to summon my giant flaming buster sword and step into the room. <laughs> yeah, man, you're standing in in a room of skeletons with your flaming magical sword. Are any of you real? <laughs> She's got some real moxie, huh? That's why they named me that. Well, that's why I named me that. You are permitted one of those per day, future proof, and you have used yours. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, what are you just saying? You're just asking? Yeah, I want to roll like, I don't know, a persuasion roll or something. Be like, if any of you are real skeletons, you have to tell me. That's the law, apparently. Yeah, roll a roll <laughs> persuasion. Uh, 16. Okay, with the 16. Um, in the back right corner of the room, uh, you hear like, that's not how it works. There's no, we have skeleton immunity. Once we lose our, our flesh, we don't have to talk to you. <laughs> I just point my sword at him and be like, well, you already did, darling, so why don't you tell me what's going on here? Uh, Moxie, you can't tell which skeleton it is. There were three possible skeletons in this. Well, it's a very big sword. <laughs> the sword is pointing at three skeletons at the same time. I love it. Um, yeah, you. as soon as that skeleton stops talking, they just all look like regular skeletons. Hmm. I just poke, I poke one of them. I poke the one in the middle. <laughs> With your like flaming sword on fire, how much? Yeah, yeah. Can you roll damage for your sword, please? Sure. Do you want me to roll an attack or? No, no. I think okay. that you to a a defenseless skeleton. I think you just roll damage with your flaming magic sword. Okay. Uh, four. Oop, another four. Six. So that's fourteen. And five. That's nineteen. Plus eight. 19 plus 8? Does that sound right? That sounds about right. Yeah, All 27. Right. Yeah, um, this one skeleton just kind of crumbles into bones as it falls off of its stand. And you see that the, the skeleton next to him, then like with terrible 90s, I'm thinking like Halloween Town CGI, like the eyes and mouth of the skeleton next to it, it was like, okay, you don't have to kill us or anything like that. I don't know I would... I'd be less afraid of it if I didn't have flesh, but I'm not. <laughs> That's what we call the iRobot approach. Thank you. Nice. Terrible. No, that, that, refer that reference was dated even for me, and I'm all bones. Ha-cha-cha-cha. Oh, boy. So what's your name, what's your story, and what are you doing here? Well, they call me Skeleton27. I live in the skeleton room. <laughs> and uh, my story, well... Uh, the, I can just tell you the head bone's connected to the neck bone, <laughs> the neck bone's connected, etc., etc. You two get one per day, and you have used yours. <laughs> oh, you sound, you sound, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, the duster and the glasses make you feel very, uh, very important, so I won't do that anymore, okay. Thank you. I, Robot is the number one movie in, like, uh, 20, 2004 or wherever it came out, and it's also the number one movie in, uh, 2078. It got two runs. Everything is cyclical, darling. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, you found me. Congratulations. Thank you. Do you know where the robot devil is? Like emotionally or spiritually or like... Or... I mean, physically, but also those other things might be helpful. I mean, emotionally <laughs> and spiritually, he's the robot devil. I think you've mm. got to just make your own assessments. Let's <laughs> just say he does not have an empathy bone. Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Oh, boy. Do you have one of those? I do. It's right next to the hip. <laughs> Physically, though, darling. Physically, I—he's definitely here. I think Great. he's the one. I think he's definitely the one making that beeping sound. 
Oh, okay. Um, wonderful. Do you know where the beeping sound is coming from or no? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. Uh, you know, actually, now that I think about it. Hey, Marty. Yo, what is it? Hey, Marty. <laughs> uh, when you, you hear the beeping sound, it's not just beeps, right? It's, it's like something else. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a language that they used before. Oh, uh, what was the name of the language? Like Moss Code? Yeah, yeah, oh. I think it was Moss Code. Uh, yeah, I think he's using Moss Code or something. Spooky. Well, I was going to say you're not a particularly useful skeleton, but that was actually quite helpful. Yes, Brandon, Morse Code is the spookiest way of communicating. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Agent Smith, you seem like someone who maybe studied Morse code in in agent school. Yes, of course. We were um, restrained and locked in different supply closets all around the the training facility. Um, And then we had to signal for help and convince our classmates via Morse code what favors we would do uh, or homework assignments we would complete for them in order to convince them to let us out. Uh, I was there for 36 hours. That sounds terrible. I would like to return to the sound of the Morse code and cast Comprehend Languages to to understand it. Hell yeah. Okay. Now that you're listening for it, it doesn't sound as clear in the skeleton room. So you want to go back just to the foyer? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Thank you, skeletons. You're all wonderful. I'm sorry I burned one of you. That's fine. That guy had really bad opinions about literature. Good. Um, yeah, you go you go back out of the foyer. Charles has just been waiting there, like on his phone. <laughs> on his Why phone. didn't Charles come with us? Damn it, you Charles. You didn't tell me what to do. If only I had a brain. Charles, you follow me everywhere from now on, all right? Okay. Wonderful. And don't participate in the fight because I get a bonus when you don't. Okay, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> what, it, what does comprehend language do? It allows me to comprehend any language I hear or see. Okay, wonderful. Make a perception check for me. And you can also uh, use your bonuses because of your your subclass. All right, I got a 15, which means I can also ask um, the DM a question. Uh, Because of your uh, mission control subclass for the Artificer, only available here at No Capes. Wow, a level (laughs) one feat as well. Amazing. Incredible. What here can I use to defeat the robot devil? Great. I think if you think that there are skeletons, if there are skeletons in here, that means there are probably other like silly and spooky creatures that could probably help you find the robot devil. And uh, it, it's definitely you're putting this mystery together. So uh, it seems like everyone here is very like neutral, neutral or chaotic neutral. Like, I don't think anyone other than the robot devil is explicitly on the robot devil's side. So if the skeletons can give you some information, maybe if there were other people around or other th- creatures or things around, they could also help you. Okay, okay. So with a 15, you can also make out a snippet of the Morse code as it kind of goes around and you hear this. Uh, and you that translates to, what a failure at calculus. <laughs> oh, no. What a sick burn. They don't know that you are the yeah, only yeah, one who yeah, knows I know, this. I, I know. I go kind of ashen and then say, he's saying that we are all failures. <laughs> well, that's depressing and not very useful. Yeah, that's quite rude. Just to, like, broadcast that constantly. I would love to follow the source of the sound as, as best as I can make it out. Uh, now that you've come back down the stairs, you hear it coming from above. Before we follow it, Arnold says, wait, 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 hold up. I, I got some 
to me sure it's here and can i cast contact other plane uh yeah what do you let me look that up what do you want to contact so it's supposed to uh contact like a demigod or a spirit or something to ask some yes or no questions but i'm mm-hmm. just gonna look like 10 seconds into the future <laughs> to get those answers fascinating i love this i have to make a 15 intelligent saving throw and on a successful one you answer up to five questions with yes no maybe never irrelevant or unclear okay so you're contacting time which means you're contacting the dm as the demigod yeah so i'm gonna roll my intelligence saving throw amazing what are you doing like in the house as you as you commune future proof i think you just see like uh, you know how in movies where you do an above shot and there's one person and then like the future versions of himself just like split off? Yeah. It's I just like that. that. Cool. I uh, want to make a point that if you fail, and this is straight from Dungeons and Dragons, shout out Wizard of the Coast, um, you're insane and you can't take actions, understands what other creatures say, can't read or speak and only in gibberish. Right. But it's fine because Eric, I got a 19. 10 plus 9. Oh, that's right. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like this. I like the idea um, with Future Proof, you're seeing how yourself, the character split off, and you're looking at me writing my notes yesterday where I'm like <laughs> typing things and I'm like, hey, this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, ask me some questions. Okay. Is the robot devil in door number one? <laughs> no. Is the robot devil behind door number two? No. Is the robot devil behind door number three? No. Is the robot devil behind door number four? No. And we already went into five, right? That's what you said? Yes. Is the robot devil behind door number six? No. Ooh. And then I delete, and then I, the hole that you're in in my notes, I just hit delete and (laughs) delete and I throw you out of it. Hey, it's Amanda. I don't know if there is a pleasure I enjoy more than pouring something into a container and it is exactly the right size. A smoothie into a glass jar, a uh, thing of chocolate chips into a pop container. It is absolutely wonderful. It makes me feel like I am an Olympian or uh, some other kind of elite specialist or like, I don't know, a rocket scientist when I'm able to correctly imagine the space of the container, the space of the stuff I have to pour, and it's exactly right. Welcome to the mid-roll. Thank you to everyone who joined our Patreon in the last week. Deborah, Erin, Rachel, Shira, Beth Ann, Liberty, Jessica, Elise87, Carmen, Abraxas, Clara, and Jen. You are the absolute perfect size for our Patreon container, but it also keeps growing as new people join, which is the wonderful thing. We're so grateful to every single person who supports us on Patreon because you literally make it possible for this to be our jobs and we get to hang out with you every week in the Discord. Every episode, we release bonus content like bloopers and character backstories, and maybe some special audio like the game of Clear Eyes Full Hearts that Erica's running with some friends of ours. Will it have canonical implications? Who can say? But to get access to all of those benefits and help ensure that we can keep making the show, join us for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash join the party pod. If you're enjoying this one shot, you can pick up No Capes in our merch store. There are breakdowns of every class and their superhero parallels, seven new subclasses for your superhero game, including the ones we're playing today, 13 new consumable items created by Dr. Morrow, and a deep dive into the mechanics of reskinning no matter the genre. 
Plus, there's even RPG City Planner, a full collaborative world-building game that can be used as an addition to any system. All of that is available in No Capes at jointhepartypod.com slash merch. This one shot was made possible by Hero Forge. They offer fully customizable tabletop miniatures with thousands of choices to dive into and customize. Your character's face, haircut, proportions, armor, clothing, accessories, even animal familiars. So cute. One feature I love is that you can even change your mini's base from a tabletop version to one for initiative tracking with DM screens or even a necklace. They're awesome. They even now have color options. You can get your minis in full color. So cool. So visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. That's HeroForge.com. And now let's get back to the show. Well, uh, I did some fantasy future stuff, and uh, the robot devil's not behind any of these doors, so there's probably some like secret trap thing above us or something that we should probably find. That feels right, given the circumstances. Charlie says, a secret trap? How in the world would there be a secret trap? And then you look over, and his hand is in a torch. <laughs> his hand is on fire. Oh, my. It's like, ah! Charles, no! If only I had a brain to deal with this! Damn it, Charles! And then you see the flame that climbs up his hand, and now his hand is gone, and now his arm is gone, and it's going really fast. I cast a spell magic. Okay, wonderful. Is this the thing that Future Proof would have gotten advantage on? Uh, No, because Brandon said explicitly if he fell into it, a pit. Oh, okay. He just leaned into this one. Yes. <laughs> what does dispel magic look like in this technological super world? I think that out of Agent Smith's watch, a few like almost nanobots fly out and they are equipped with the ability to do like a fire extinguisher type cloud, you know, or a net or just a sort of like shocking, like neutralizing electric pulse. In this case, it is more of a fire extinguisher. Um, and so there is some like foam that envelops the flames and they stop. Wonderful. Yeah. Why don't you make a spell casting check for me? Uh, 17. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, as you go over to the Charlie that's on the ground, you wipe the f the foam out of the way, and there's just like, was Charlie made out of straw before? And did he have just a smiley face and eyes that were drawn on with Sharpie? Oh, no. And was he made out of a burlap sack this entire time? No one knows, really. I mean, like, I don't think any of us have been that close to Charlie before. <laughs> I can confirm that he was not made of burlap before this moment. <laughs> My my nanobots would have dispelled any effect on his body. This must mean that this was always a really made of straw. <laughs> it seems like you're all wishing that you had a brain. Ah, ah, oh. Sign the robot devil. P.S. Happy Halloween. Stop signing your audio. <laughs> Trick or treat, robot devil. Make a charisma check for me. Four. I was going to ask how your charisma was, but not good. You hear a poof and then lands in your hand is a fun size candy bar. Um, but it's for like a candy bar that doesn't exist. It's for like broccoli bites. Oh, I love broccoli bites. Can, are you going to eat that? Can I have it? Are you sure? Do you want it? It's the number one candy of 3016. <laughs> I worthlessly just extend my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And Arnold eats it immediately. Is anyone else look, checking out Charlie? 
I'll check him out. Yeah, I think we all are kind of looking at him. There's like a little piece of paper sticking out where his mouth would be. Written on that, it says, you seem hungry. You should go to the garden or the kitchen. Oh, there's an outside part. We should go out there. Very well. Is that away from the sound, though, of the Morse code? Maybe there's a way up to the place that the Morse code is coming from that just isn't through these exact doors. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe there's like a ladder outside or something. Perhaps. I agree. I can also send my little friend up to a window to surveil. And then I like pat the beetle brooch that I wear under my duster. I like it. Did you ever give that beetle a name? That is private. (laughs) (laughs) And then I walk outside um, and toss my my beetle up in the air. uh, And it's my robot sidekick. Wonderful. Yeah, your robot sidekick. So you want to you wanted to look around for the garden. So I'm going to use my sidekick as the point from which my spells are cast. Okay. So I'm going to toss them up into the air to kind of circle the second and third floors. And from the robot, I'm going to cast Arcane Eye so mm-hmm. that the Arcane Eye has a range of 30 feet from the robot. And they can both just kind of like fly around and see if they gather any useful intelligence. I love that. That sounds very fun and good. Why don't you make a perception check on behalf of your little friends? 19. Wonderful. Ooh. Okay, with a 19. So I like the idea you throw your brooch in the air and it goes... <laughs> What if, what if wigs sound like? As it flies up in the air. And I think that with the arcane eye like on top of it, it's like it puts on like spy goggles. <laughs> Adorable. So now you have this like tactical beetle flying around. I think also a second tinier beetle detaches <laughs> under the wings and flies, you know, in a 30 foot range of the beetle beetle. Yeah, man, I love it's that. It's like That's a Russian nesting doll. And then uh, just privately while watching the beetle fly away, I whisper, juice, beetle, juice. And I've named the beetle. (laughs) The beetle's name is Juice. Yes. That's very funny. Again, I like it a lot. I love that. Okay. So what, um, tell me on your priority list, what are you looking for the most? I'm looking for the robot devil himself first and a like technological hub. I imagine there's just like a computer or something from which the audio um, is emanating. So that's my second priority to see where the Morse code and sort of control center is coming from. Okay. So with a 19, yeah, I think that the beetle flies up is and is surveying around. The guard, there is a garden in the back. And I will say that if you want to go check that out, it can trace it and that is door number three. Uh, also, so as it flies around on the third floor, there seems to be just one singular window in the attic, and there's a curtain in front of it that's flapping in the breeze. Maybe the, the window is broken, and you see horns and a goofy um, Ronald Reagan mask that the robot Jesus. devil is wearing Jesus. as he looks out the window and goes, ah, hey, get out, ah, get out, I hate bugs, bugs are the worst. <laughs> And he points a finger at, at Beetlejuice and shoots, like, a bunch of orange goo at it. Aww. And then, like, it's like one of those um, drones running out of, of battery videos. <laughs> Just kind of like, no, it's like everything's orange and then it, like, falls falls to the ground. Ah, Very well. And I scoop it up as we are walking past. The Beetle didn't see any obvious way to get up there or anything. It was just that it existed. No. Cool. Just that the third floor existed and that there is a garden in the back and that you can access it for, through door number three. Well, maybe there's like a, yeah, maybe there's like a trellis or something we can climb up. Well, why don't we try that? Cool. Oh, right, yeah. You go to through door number three. This is a really sad. It's like everything. There is a big plot of land here. It's like 10 by 10. But like, it's a, there's nothing there. It's just 
It's just dirt and stones and like maybe some weeds. It, it's a sorry sight. There's like one wheelbarrow that's pushed over and uh, a watering can that has purple goo coming out of it. Where that came from, that's just a health code violation. <laughs> but in the middle of the plot of land is a wilting daisy. Well, that's kind of sad. That seems ominous. I don't like it. Would you like me to kill it for you? Hmm. That wasn't an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Can I cast Cure Wounds on the daisy? <laughs> well, that's the opposite approach for me. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? I yeah, love it. Absolutely. That's so good. Uh, so the daisy regains five hit points as Agent Smith like kneels down, pulls out of her pocket a pen, and then clicking the pen a sort of like injection comes out of the bottom and it's just kind of like a neon green, like multi-purpose healing stimulant, kind of like how in the Victorian times they just use cocaine on everything. Um, <laughs> this is just like a scientific update of that where it's just like a general pep up. Do you inject this into the daisy? I just kind of spray it near the base because you want to make sure that the water doesn't rot the plant stems and leaves and whatnot. You got to water it near the soil. It's very right, important. For sure. Yeah, I think that you give uh, five hit points to this daisy, and then the daisy, like, unwilts a little bit. It, like, gets a little bit of structure back in its stem and its leaves and its petals, and you hear very soft, feed me. Oh, no. Oh, Mm -mm. no. Oh, I've seen this film. I'm so, I'm so tired. It's, oh, feed, feed me. Uh, Please. I'm just a little daisy. Please feed me. Oh, we are it. happy to come back and feed you after we defeat your master. Where is the robot devil? Oh, I want to talk shit about that guy so bad. I, just, <laughs> I really need. I'm coming around on this. I my, just did. My I, electrolytes I gave, are so low. Please feed me. I just gave you a little pep up. That should sustain you. No, that's like giving just like cocaine to anybody. <laughs> they had a cold. That doesn't actually do anything. It gives me the energy to talk, but I'm going to fade away so soon. Feed me. What do you eat? Oh, you know, the regular stuff. Um, sunlight and human blood. Yep, there it is. Well, should, should I kill this small flower? It does want to devour us. No, no, I don't, I'm just so tired. I'm so tired. I want to talk shit about my boss, but I just need some because it, that guy sucks so much. I wish. What is the consensus here? I wish that guy would die. I wish he would. He would be dead by somebody else. Do you know, do you know how to hand. kill him? Are you dead? Oh, I mean, I. Yeah, I could probably tell you I fantasized about it a lot. If you can. can I do insight or something on this flower? <laughs> <laughs> this Daisy is my new favorite NPC. I'm sorry. Guys. I know. It's, it's so mine sad. too. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 15. 14 plus one. Yeah. So what is your question? Like what specifically? Is this flower going to try to eat us if we help it? Or is it actually going to help us? You know, there's always a chance that it would something would try to eat you, but I think that if you really try to restrict it, that it really like it's in dire straits. It's a tiny daisy. There's nothing around. It seems like no one has came into the garden. I feel like if you really tried to restrict it, you could keep a handle on this. I say we help this marvelous creature come back to hell. I cannot kill something that asks me not to kill it. I feel like everything asks you not to kill it when you go to try to kill it. Not when it's a helpless <laughs> creature. Well, then you can give it your blood. Oh, man. I, listen, I just, like, truly fuck that guy. 
I think that you just don't really know how to run an organization, and I just want to tell you all about it. I just can't get into details unless you feed me. I'm going to use my pen that I just did cure wounds with to withdraw a few drops of blood from my arm and give just one drop to the bottom of the daisy. Okay. Please subtract one hit point from your, your hit point total. <laughs> no worries. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit. I think it revives a little bit more. And it's just like its voice is a little louder, but it's just still pretty wilted right now. I'll be like, oh, thank you. But that was kind of like the equivalent of, you know, when a marathon runner is running a is running a race and then they have that small Dixie cup and they really just throw it on their face for dramatic things so that people can keep supporting them while they're running the marathon. Just please feed me. I need some. I give it five drops. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> please remove five HP. All right. Yeah. So now the, the daisy, I think it has revived a little bit more. It's so like... Oh, wow. I guess that's the equivalent of giving me like an Uncrustable or something, but thank you. There is a full meal to come, I promise, if you help us defeat your master and continue not to eat us. Oh, hell yeah. I hope so. That sounds so great. Let's mark it in blood. Let's mark that that promise in blood, right? Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Alan Mankin is rolling in his metaphorical grave right now. I have a great soft spot for flowers. So do I, and that's nice to know. Okay, yeah, what do you want to know? What's up, guys? How do we defeat this robot devil? Oh, well, you know, uh, he's kind of a kind of <laughs> he's trying to of a weak butthole. I think that if you just kind of like take apart his chaos stuff and you punch him in the face, it really he's actually pretty weak. And how do we get to the attic? Oh, the, the attic. Wow. What a terrible move. I mean, like this house didn't even exist before. Obviously, it has an attic where all the spooky stuff does like read one book, robot devil. It's like fucking Jane Eyre. Like, God. Fuck. It's not quite answering our question, small flower. Oh, I'm just so tired. and No, I like we're that. not I, giving you more no. blood. I just don't like the. I had this this blue taste before. It's like ras, red, blue raspberry, but I need the taste of something more. Oh, I'm so tired. We're going to walk away unless you give us some help right now. I did give uh No, okay, come on, guys. Let's just hang out. No, please <laughs> don't leave me. You can come home with me when this is all done. And I turn my back to everybody else so that we just have a private little moment. You may come home with me when this is all done and live in my window box if you help us defeat the robot devil by getting to the attic. Okay, fine. Ten more, ten more drops of blood from the blue raspberry. Five now, five later. Fine. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Down to 59 hit points. Oh my god, it's like a it's like a drink like a drink of Gatorade while we Yeah. So all you really have to do is in the foyer, you just need to ask really nicely. All right. What? Yeah, I mean like no one expects the devil to like you know the the scariest thing is? Being polite. Yeah, he likes politeness. <laughs> yeah, all right. He, well no, he doesn't like politeness. He thinks manners are and you know the structure of society is terrifying. So if this was, you know, it's a haunted house, so Right. You know, being the scariest thing is manners. All right. Well, I think I could I could take care of doing things politely. Can can you? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you think I got all of those deals? <laughs> hey, can you guys take me with you? I think it'd be really cool if I could just like give him one leaf on the way out. No, I'm well, already uh, scooping the daisy up and putting it in an evidence bag. Oh my <laughs> god! I like roll it down like like a paper sack to make a little temporary pot. Wonderful. Uh, Julia, I'll tell you, you can get the bonuses if you let the daisy watch you do cool shit. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> to see you now. And yes, take the daisy. Listen, we've we've soul bonded. Great. Exactly. All right, wonderful. Do you want to do the thing? Yeah. 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 
I'm going to tuck the daisy in the front pocket of my duster. Dusters have very deep pockets. Oh, I mean, it's kind of dark, but I hope you let me out and feed me more of your, your that sweet ga- blue Gatorade. I jostle so that the head of the daisy is poking out over the pocket. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Let's take that guy down. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, tu- I'm turning around on this daisy. It is going to try to conquer the planet at some point, I'm yes. sure. Yes. But... I'm into it now. Yeah, so you guys want to go back to the foyer and do the thing? Yes, yes, I would like to ask the foyer politely if we could go see the robot devil. Please and thank you. It's all around. Oh, well, because you said please, it reverberates all throughout the foyer as who knows how the house just talked to you, but it just did. Uh, and a rope ladder spirals down from the ceiling and you hear like video game music. It's like, da 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 da. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I'm climbing the rope ladder. I'm following. Me too. Wonderful. Okay, yeah. So you go up to the attic and uh, you think about all of the doors you could have gone in, what that could have meant for you, and how the world really just changes. It is like a stitch in a massive tapestry of time and space. And like crochet. Is this Eric making us feel bad that we didn't go into all the doors? No, this is what Future Proof thinks about. Yeah. <laughs> because he also saw the the face of the guy who, who writes this whole thing. And it kind of shook him to his core. <laughs> if I was Future Proof, I would say, I guess a stitch in nine does save time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good thing that you're not. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good thing I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You go. You guys all climb up the ladder. And you are now, you are in the attic. Like, everything feels, like, a little bit hotter, as all attics are, because, you know, heat rises. That's just science, guys. But mm. it's still spooky. I'm going to roll for how many cobwebs there are. How many spooks? There are 12 cobwebs. That's so many all cobwebs. Over this attic. Here's the thing about this attic, though. As you crawl into the attic, anticipating more cobwebs, skeletons, and maybe more uh, haunted daisies, this thing, the attic is much larger than the foyer or any of the other rooms you've been in. In fact, it looks like a massive kind of tomb. It's very sort of just like very stark. It is 10 feet wide and 150 feet long. And it's just this massive hallway. You have now come up in the middle of this attic. Also, this hallway descends sharply on an angle. It's It's a massive ramp. Huh, okay. This house makes no goddamn sense. You should see the architect! He doesn't make any sense either! <laughs> it's me, the robot devil! And you see that the robot devil is sitting on, like, a beach chair above you on a floating platform that is just touching the top of the roof, looking down at you. There's also a massive, like, like a switch on a railroad. There's a massive one just next to him. On the top and the bottom of the slope, you see that there are massive double doors, just like at the front of the mansion. At the top, you see that the the doorway is raised like five feet above the ground um, because below the doorway is a telegraph with a mechanical hand currently working it. And Agent Smith, you hear this was the telegraph that is creating the Morse code, and you can listen to more if you'd like. Sure. There's a lot of talk about a Pikachu float and Thanksgiving Day. Sure. Out of context, it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. I tune in briefly and then decide to turn to the robot devil and say, won't you do us the great courtesy of allowing us to beat you up? How high above is he? Um, He's like floating like 20 feet in the air. Right. As Agent Smith says that, as to like punctuate her line, I'm going to cast Misty Step 
and Misty step up and kick him off his platform down to the ground. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, uh, everybody roll for initiative then. Four. Seven. Eighteen. Good All job. Right, when I'm a one-shot fictional character, I roll really well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wonderful. Yeah, first in the, in the initiative order is uh, Future Proof. Yeah, so I'm going to Misty step up and um, just like kick the robot devil off his platform. With a big, <laughs> with a big old foot in his face. Oh, incredible! Yeah, make an attack. It's only an eleven. Uh, yeah, with an eleven, I think you just push the robot devil over in his chair, and you're like, "Hey, I was watching that, and I still had a, a I still had a snappy thing to say." <laughs> I'm done hearing it. No more manners. <laughs> wait, no. I'll, wait, no, no. I gotta be all the manners. No. You can't stop the news, and you can't stop a massive jack-o'-lantern! He reaches out, and on his turn, he throws the, the long train car switch, and the double doors at the top reveal a massive jack-o'-lantern that then starts rolling towards uh, the people who are still on the ramp. So I need both of the people who are still on the ramp, Moxie and Agent Smith, please to make strength saving throws. This is going to be DC 20 because it's a massive jack-o'-lantern. I'm going to use my reaction to add my intelligence modifier to my own role on this. Do it. Strength. Oh, not 20, so I'll add it to Julia's. Whoa! I rolled a 15, so I think I'm okay because I get plus eight to my strength rolls. Nice. Okay, so you both you both pass. Wonderful. Uh, you all I take... passed the nat 20. I mm. great you are so good and not getting totally <laughs> flattened by this massive jack-o'-lantern well. that rolls over both of you. I think you both brace yourself for which whatever maybe you went to the same Pilates class and you held <laughs> you held yourself there. So you're not knocked prone, but you still take 15 points of damage. Okay. We absolutely go to the same Pilates class. It's a lot of fun. It's a great bonding experience. <laughs> Sometimes we get morning sushi after. Nothing better than a sweet potato roll in the morning. That's what I always say. All right. Agreed. <laughs> so you see the jack-o'-lantern rolls out of the front double doors, like hops over the telegraph, which is still going, rolls over both of you as you as you steal yourself, and then rolls to the back of the ramp and goes out the second double doors. It is now Agent Smith's turn. I am going to cast Web on the robot devil. On the robot devil himself? Yes. Wonderful. What What's the distance? 60 feet. Hell yeah. So the webs can fill a 20-foot cube um, from whatever point I choose within 60 feet. <laughs> yeah, so what does, it what does this look like? So I have on my other wrist what looks like just a kind of a silvery like fitness tracker, but instead I bling it toward the robot devil, and when it is just above his head, it like bursts open into uh, some like very knotted, tangled, difficult-to-see-through webs. Wonderful, yeah. And you want it to explode so it doesn't catch future-proof? Yes. Wonderful. Yeah, I think it's just on the edge, and now uh, the robot devil is caught in these in these webs while on his beach chair. Like, I have so many plans. No, <laughs> I hope I can break out of these small things because I'm the robot devil and I don't have that many powers. Uh, wonderful. All right. Yeah, you're all all gunked up, Moxie. It's your turn. I'm trying to think if there's any way that I can get up there. Is there a way of me getting up there? Like, can I just jump and pull myself up, or is it too far up? Yeah, you cannot just jump up in the air and get up there, no, unfortunately. <sighs> All right. I can bring you up next turn. Can I delay my action until after Future Proof's next turn? Yeah, absolutely. Great, that's what I'm going to do then. All right, let's come back to Future Proof. Okay. 
So I have the ability to cast a spell as a bonus action instead of an action. So for my mm -hmm. first action is going to be a bonus action. And I'm going to cast Levitate and bring Moxie up to the platform. Yeah, So that sure. she can fight alongside us. And then for my main action, I'm going to use a cantrip called Toll the Dead. And it's <laughs> I just create a phantasmal bell and ring it in the the robot devil's ears and it hurts him. <laughs> what is the what is the text for that? It's uh uh the sound of a dolorous bell fills the air around it for a moment. The target must succeed a wisdom saving throw or take one D eight necrotic damage. Or get Hilarious. transported back into the future. If the target is missing any of its hit points, it takes one D twelve instead. It is not. Okay, and the spell's damage increases by one die when you reach fifth level. I rolled a, a nine, so I, I definitely fail. All right, so they have rolled 2d8 as you make a terrible bell, which is very spooky, show up. But if he's not scared of the dead, then maybe it's just a reminder that he has, like, responsibilities at home that he should be attending to. There you go. <laughs> My responsibilities! Uh, Twelve? Uh, yeah, the robot devil takes 12 points of terrible necrotic damage as it worries about its, its stresses at home and how it's neglecting <laughs> that flower. I really should water that. How do you like that bell? I don't! It's a good thing that you can't, someone with a massive sword can't come and punch me. Oh, no! <laughs> All right, it Speaking is now... Speaking of which. <laughs> it is now the robot devil's turn. I would actually like to take my action before oh, the robot devil. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, bonus action, I'm going to look at Agent Agent Smith and be like, darling, you rock that look better than Keanu Reeves does. And then you get a D8 inspiration day. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, I make sure that the flower is looking at me and I'm going to go take my attacks. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I, I totally, this is all I really want is to watch a really buff woman with a flaming sword destroy my boss. Don't we all, darling? Don't we all? <laughs> we do. This feels really universal. All right, cool. Uh, all right. First attack is a 16 plus. Oh, that extremely hits. Cool. It's a 16 plus 11 because I'm Good adding Lord. my charisma to my attack rolls and my damage. Fun that fact. extremely hurts. Cool. Yeah. So I'm going to roll my second one and then I'll just roll all the damage together. Okay. Do it. Cool. Cool. And the next one is a 12 plus 11. So that's yeah, that good. also very yeah. hits. Cool. 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 Uh, so that is going to be. It's weird. Julia's licking her lips as she says that. <laughs> weird. <laughs> so 16 plus 11 is 27 for the first attack. Amazing. All right. And the second attack, uh, that's 10. It's 21 on the second attack. 21 and 27? Yes. Uh-oh. How's he looking? Oops. 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 Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. I think that, so this <laughs> this bell goes off, and, this, and the, the row one was like, oh, I'm so worried. I should, I need to water my flower. And then you just come in with your giant flaming sword and just slice them up. It's a buster sword the size of a pool floaty. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How's he looking? Oh, he looks bad. So as as you drive your flaming sword into the robot devil the second time, he bursts and turns into little robotic bats and says, I know this is a vampire thing, but it still felt thematic. Happy Halloween. I hope that you're taking care of everyone hearing your secrets. This telegraph is going to all of the newspapers in LBB. Oh, no. Bye-bye. Happy Halloween. Do you have any more broccoli candy bars? Wait, do the webs <laughs> capture the bats at all? Yeah, I think it captures a few of the bats, but the majority of the bats are able to fly away out of that single window in the attic. 
Oh, darn. So now, like, I don't know. What happens if some of the bats on a vampire goes away? Like, it doesn't have uh, the corporeal form, doesn't have a hand or something? Yeah, it, like, misses a few toes. <laughs> yeah, something like it's that. It's now bald. <laughs> <laughs> or just every so often it glitches like a torrent that didn't download fully. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now it is now the robot devil's turn, which means it's the jack-o'-lantern's turn. And the jack-o'-lantern, it is gathered speed. It is now Wait. re- No, I'm going to action surge and attack these bats. Before they leave. Okay, sure. Cool. So that's two more attacks. 16. Does a 16 hit? Uh, No, not the bats. Oh, dang. All right. Second one, though. Fuck. A natural one. (laughs) Damn, you really wanted to hurt those bats. You wanted to hurt those bats. Hey, make a dexterity saving throw for me while you're... uh... Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. I have to roll twice because I roll with disadvantage on this. Oh, no. For a saving throw, Julia, I can give you plus four as well. Cool. Then I rolled a 15 because I rolled an 11 twice. With a 15, you stumble back off the platform after swinging wildly at some bats with your giant, massive buster sword. And you lose your balance and stumble backwards. But you can catch yourself on the side of the platform. But now you're hanging on the side of the platform, unfortunately. Very heroic. I love it. True. So now it is the jack-o'-lantern's turn. And the jack-o'-lantern is once again going to come down. But it is coming even faster. Agent Smith, I need you to make a strength saving throw. So I rolled a 17, but I'm going to add plus four as my uh, my reaction, which is my intelligence modifier. So Wonderful. 21. Wonderful. Yeah. So you take, although it's coming faster, you once again steal yourself from your amazing Pilates class and you take 20 points of damage and you're not knocked over. It really? is now your turn. Weirdly, I have a craving for a chicken tempura roll now. <laughs> <laughs> so although the robot devil is not there. And it seems like, I think, stuck in the web, it seems like the uh, train car lever didn't actually do anything. <laughs> it, was, it was just dramatic. Just dramatic. So the jack-o'-lantern is still rolling, and the telegraph is still going. Agent Smith, you hear in Morse code, more beeps and boops, and you get a snippet of um, Hungry Like the Wolf, <laughs> the song by Duran Duran. <laughs> Duran. <laughs> I forgot why that was for a second. It took me a minute. <laughs> I'm going to cast Firebolt at the Telegraph. <laughs> Great. I got an 18 to hit. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That hits um, a Telegraph and a mechanical hand, definitely. So let me roll 2d10. Uh, 1 plus 8 for 9 points of damage. Yeah. I think 9 points of damage. Yeah, you shoot at the Telegraph and you damage a piece of uh 19th century technology uh, i think that the the morse code gets a little sloppy like some of the words are now a little bit off uh it is now future proof's turn okay so this pumpkin is still on the war path right it is yes okay so where is it right now it is like rolling out of the back the bottom doors okay i'm going to cast wall of stone <laughs> And I'm going to uh, reach into the past and pull a castle wall out of the portal and place it directly in front of the pumpkin. Yes, that's great. So you pull, you throw this this castle wall in front of the doors. That's that's incredible. Moxie, it's your turn. Yeah, I'll just I'll just attack the bats again. Yeah, attack the bats. Being a fighter is hard. Jesus, that's a two. That doesn't happen. Oh, okay, that one's better. That's a 17 plus 11. So. Yeah, you got it. That, that cool. Hits. Cool, cool, cool. So this one is, that is 19 plus 11, so 30 points of damage. 
Wonderful. All right, yeah, 30 points of damage. I like the idea that these bats that are stuck in webs are just like, yeah, you can't hit, you can't hit us. Ah, we're bats. <laughs> and then you finally just destroy with your massive slash, flaming slash. sword. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Wonder. Uh, it is the jack-o'-lantern's turn, and the jack-o'-lantern is gaining even more and more speed. And it is flying down the ramp. And uh, as soon as it comes back around to the front doors... There's just a castle wall there for a massive jack-o'-lantern. And as it collides with the wall, it goes sploosh. <laughs> and all of you are covered in pumpkin guts. Ooh, pepitas. Future Proof, you couldn't have seen this when you did, we made this decision. No, I did. What do you I, mean? You've ruined the Prada that I was wearing. What's Prada? Oh, okay. <laughs> the daisy pipes up. In fact, well, I think we could all say... Fuck that guy. Take me home. Give me blood. <laughs> and little, little pe petals reach out to you. Agent Smith. Okay, but darlings, where's Charles? Moxie, you get a phone call on your 1980s cell phone. That's my favorite decade. Oh, shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's mine, too. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's a call from Charles. Charles, where are you? What's happening? Where are you? The party's supposed to start. I've been here with pizzas for like an hour. What party? The Halloween party we're having in the office. You sent me a text that said, hey, we're doing it later because I'm super hungover. Oh, I no. thought we were having the Halloween. And now I've been waiting here. Charles is going to get kidnapped by the robot devil yet again. Let's go. The newspaper also called and said, Agent Smith got a B in calculus? What? What? I just hug the daisy to my chest and turn away. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and that's the, that's the end of the one shot. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. The scariest thing is realizing that grades mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh.